Good morning. And you may wonder why I'm up here speaking today. Um, you'll know me as a service leader, but not as a speaker. And a bit like, well, very much like Christine, I had an, a, a very big nudge from the Lord uh, at the beginning of this week to, uh, to do a reflective talk. And so on Tuesday evening, I went to bed, as usual, read my book, put my book away, um, tried to go to sleep, and just heard the Lord saying, be careful what you pray for, be careful what you pray for. And I was thinking, I don't know what that means. And um, anyway, as, as the conversation, as he was talking, talking to me, I really felt that that's what he wanted to, me to speak about today in a reflective way. And um, also, I think it's, um, I, I don't mean to, to sound proud, I'm not being proud, but I'm, I'm giving thanks to, to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, because Last week, uh, several of us went on a ministry training uh, for, for a couple of days. And uh, while we were there, we were prayed for. We were anointed by the Holy Spirit. The prayer ministry team at this place came and prayed specifically for us, anointed us with the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the second day, uh, those of us that were there um, were commissioned to go out and the training was about prayer ministry, about pastoral work, about oh, lots of different things. So I think today what I'm bringing is some of that um, to you as well. So the first couple of things that I'd like us to consider are the phrases that we sort of bandy about, Christians and non-Christians. We bandy about. The first one is, let's hope and pray. Let's hope and pray. So I guess over the last couple of weeks or so, there would be quite a few young people who would have been hoping and praying for good exam results. I guess there would have been somebody this morning who would have been hoping and praying that his or her car battery would start, would be strong enough to start the car so they could take the family on the holiday. They would be hoping and praying, please let the car start. Now, I think hoping, hope, and pray, they're, they're, not, they're not wrong words, they're right words, but I think they're in the wrong order. I think to say, oh, let's hope and pray, is great. That's, uh, we can give ourselves a pat on the back. We can slip that into a conversation with non-Christian friends and sort of say, oh, we, we've mentioned the word pray in there. But that's not what it's about. Um, perhaps it would be better if we said, let's pray for God's hope to comfort you, to give you wisdom, or whatever the situation calls for. The other phrase that we use as well is, uh, oh, that was a blessing in disguise. Blessings in disguise, we use that quite a lot, don't we? And on Friday evening, I was speaking with David Lucas on the phone. He's on holiday. And uh, so I dropped casually into the conversation that I would be doing a reflective talk this morning. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't be there. Um, I, you know, I'd, like to hear, I'd like to hear what you're going to say. And I said, well, that actually might be a blessing in disguise. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how, you know how this was going to go. So it might be a blessing in disguise. The dictionary definition of a blessing in disguise says it's an apparent misfortune that eventually has good results. 
So when praying, when did God not answer you? Did he get round to answering you eventually? And did you get the answer, an answer, that surprised you or you learnt from? Those were blessings in disguise. There's no misfortune there. During those times, God was blessing us by building our characters, our confidence, our endurance, the things that we need to be his men and women, able to show a little bit of Jesus to those we come in contact with. Keeping your word. Keeping your word. So many of you know that I sing in a gospel choir. And we have a little prayer group that meets, I don't know, every sort of six weeks or so, where we lift the, the choir in prayer to the Lord. Anyway, uh, a few weeks ago, just as we were finishing, one of our group, she said, um, I've got a little bit of a concern. Um, I wonder if you'd pray. And we'd, we'd been having quite a long prayer session, but we were actually packing up, you know, putting stuff in our bags, putting the chairs away. And it was one of those things where, one of those situations where she said, will you pray for me? And you're sort of going away, you're leaving, and you say, oh yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. I, I've done that, I do that. Now, if I'm honest, what was on her mind, it wasn't a biggie, it wasn't a biggie. But it was to her, it was to her, it was driving her bonkers. And she said, no, 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 don't go. Now, I want you to pray now. I'm not leaving until you've prayed for me. So we stopped. We put down our bags and our chairs and we prayed for her. And a couple of days later, she messaged us and she said, thank you for your prayers. Everything's fine now. That was a great answer to prayer. But she wouldn't let us leave until we'd actually prayed for her. So, do we have a responsibility to ask others for prayer? Now remember, this is a reflective talk. I haven't got an answer here. Just let that mull over in your, your minds, your brains for a little while. Do we have a responsibility to ask for prayer? How do we keep our word about praying for each other? So somebody might ask you to pray and you say, yes, I'll pray. How do we keep our word about praying for each other? Again, it'll be different for, for each of us here, I guess. But think about it. How might you do that? How might you share how you keep your word, maybe with somebody here today over coffee, have a little chat? Because there might be people that say, I have good intentions. I, you know, I do say that I will pray. But then like a week later, you go, oh, crikey, completely forgot. So let's help each other keep our word. And should we tell others that we've received answer to prayer? I think we should. I've got an answer for that one. I think we should because it's an encouragement then to, um, to let people know that their prayers have been answered and you know, to keep going, to keep praying for other situations. And then we have miraculous answers to prayer. And this sort of follows on uh, 
coincidentally, really, from what Brian was saying this morning about uh, sort of corporate prayer. In Acts 12, we hear that Herod has James executed. And the Jews approved of this, and Peter was thrown into prison. This is no new story. I'm just trying to give some context here. And he was heavily guarded. And in verse 5, it reads, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Now, you know what happened next. The angel appeared. Peter's chains fell off. He got dressed. He followed the angel out into the streets, bypassing the guards. And when he was a distance away from the prison, the angel disappeared. And the story continues with Peter going to a house where a number of people were praying for him. And the servant answers the door, rushes back and says, you'll never guess who's here, it's Peter. And they say that she's crazy, that she's out of her mind. But if, she, if they were praying for Peter's release, I guess that's what they were praying for, why were they surprised when God answered the prayer? and he turned up at the house. Why were they surprised? Yes, we are God's hands. He does use us to answer his prayers for people, but he did, and still does, answer prayer miraculously. I guess we'd behave the same way, but at least here, let's try and expect expect the unexpected. Finally, and taking us back to the title of the talk, Be Careful What You Pray For. We should always start with, Lord, start with me. Start with me. During our prayer time here on Monday afternoons, we very often pop that phrase in our prayers, Lord, start with me. For example, Lord, please bring comfort to Joan during her awful situation she's going through. Let it start with me, which means, how can I bring your comfort to her? Heavenly Father, you love the young people in our church and community. There have been so many financial cuts, there aren't any facilities for them. Let it start with me. What can I do to help the young people in the community? God sent Jesus to model answers to prayer. He listened to the lost and the lonely. He gathered up and supported a group of people to get out into the community. Be careful what you pray for, because if you're sincere, God will know, and he'll use you. And let's give him thanks for the Holy Spirit to help and inspire us. Amen. Thank you, Lynn. We're going to reflect on Lynn's words now with the song Hope and Glory. Let's stand together and sing. <laughs> 